This is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm here, ESPN LA, 710 ESPN. And it is a beautiful game here in Southern California, like nobody else does it right here on Soccer Weekly. Good to talk to you again. This is a special edition of Soccer Weekly on a lot of levels because this is LAFC training camp edition, training camp week for us, where I went out for a number of days, uh, talked with a lot of the players, obviously took a closer look at what was going on here as we get ready for the 2020 campaign, which, as we all know, starts pretty early as Club Leon is waiting in the CONCACAF Champions League. Now, one of the tricky things for LAFC, although they weren't making excuses about it because there is no reason for an excuse, is they are missing several players due to international duty, right? South America is doing their CONMEBOL U23 pre-Olympic tournament, trying to qualify for that. So obviously LAFC loaded with Southern uh, South American talent, which means that they're all, you know, those five, what is it, five players? I think, my goodness, five or six guys were missing for their national team duty. Well, Walker Zimmerman included, so obviously he's off with the U.S. national team camp. So there, there was some need to call up some players from the academy, which is very intriguing. And I will talk a little bit more about that, but I want to say, first and foremost, if you're here to hear me talk about the academy players and break them down, I don't do that. And I'll tell you why. It's a personal belief of mine. I've done this throughout my sports talk radio career. I don't talk about like young non-professionals on these type of shows individually, right? I'll give you an idea of what I saw out of the uh, the, the academy kids that Bob Bradley and the and the LAFC staff brought in to kind of go through training here and you know provide some numbers for one thing, but also you know give some kids a chance. To rub shoulders with the Carlos Vela and Jordan Harvey and all the guys and, and play on the same pitch and go through training. I don't break down individuals. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, this guy is good. This kid, they're too young and they're not pros. So I don't for a number of reasons. And by the way, I'm not saying that because I would be ripping on the kids. They're really good. <laughs> I mean, but I'm not going to sit here and break down each individual as I watch them. I have my own opinions on them. But that's not important because they're still kids. They're not professionals making their living doing it. So we, I, I really don't believe we have any business talking about high schoolers on sports talk radio or, you know, I just don't. It's just not my thing, and I never have done that. So we'll kind of keep it in generalities there. But Bob Bradley did need, you know, to bring in some academy players or at least take a look at them, and, and they deserve that. It's, it's time to kind of reward those kids who have done well and have that kind of potential talent. Yeah, I mean, every club in the world does that, no doubt. Now, a guy who, uh, it's been a while since he was of academy age, in fairness, re-signing in the offseason, Jordan Harvey. <laughs> and uh, Jordan is really, I mean, by all accounts, th- th- here's the thing. I can say this because he's not listening and he's not going to hear it. He's one, of the, he's one of the good guys, certainly, in all of MLS. And it's always fun to talk about him. We sat down with Jordan Harvey at training earlier in the week during the training camp uh, period here as we're just getting going with the black and gold and had a nice little conversation with him. Here is newly re-signed LAFC defender Jordan Harvey. Jordan, uh, training camp uh, kind of getting going here. Obviously, there's pressing issues with trying to get ready for Champions League, so you get the early start. So far, so good. How's it looking out there? Yeah, we uh, obviously don't have everybody in, but we've got... Um 
you know, a lot of new faces uh, that are trying to kind of pick up where we left off and, um, you know, digest a lot of information that's coming at them. Um, and then you have some academy kids that it's really cool to see them with the group and how they react and how they take on some of uh, what the coaching staff is throwing down. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting everybody in camp. But uh, for the first week getting our legs under us, it's been really good work. As you look at teammates coming back, uh, like young guys who, you know, maybe they're in their second year now, Do you can you kind of tell who's really been putting in the work pretty early in training camp in terms of on the pitch? Uh, yeah. Is it too early for that? Well, I mean, that'd be a better question for sports science guys because they monitor everything, heart rate, uh, you know, muscle fatigue and all of that. Um, but as you can see, the people who are here are on the field, and that's a start because I've been at clubs where you know not everybody comes in fit and they have to actually do fitness before they can start playing and um, I think that's also the beauty of, of kind of Bob and his preseasons at, at least the three that I've been a part of is that we get our fitness with the ball and um, in doing that you can pick up um, a lot of the way we play and, and our uh, identity through a simple drill or uh, a small-sided game, just focusing in on our fundamentals um, while getting fitness. As good as the team was, obviously there's always tweaks in the world of football and the rosters change and things happen. What about the goalkeeping spot? I mean, obviously there's a lot of talent there, but it's something that has to kind of be settled as quickly as possible, obviously with the schedule you guys have early. How do you as defenders have to kind of, you got to kind of pick up the slack maybe and help along the way? Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't think it's any surprise that we let up the least amount of goals last year. I think that goes down to our team defense and organization, and and obviously our goalkeeping is part of that. Um, and with that said, you know, I thought Pablo did a great job last year when he had stretches of games. Um, Tyler has played the majority of our LAFC, uh, you know, last two years, but um, obviously he's moving on to Minnesota, but I, I think we have full confidence in a guy like Pablo and then bringing in um, a vet veteran like Vermeer who I, I haven't met yet, um, but I'm really looking forward to. Is it, I don't want to say an easier transition at goalkeeper, but a guy like Kenneth Vermeer has been around long enough that maybe he can kind of get in there a little quicker than other positions even and learning tactics and things like that. Absolutely. And uh, him being a veteran guy, I think he'll pick it up uh, pretty seamlessly um, from what I've heard of him and his professionalism. So, like I said, I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, I guess if there was one position that, that you had to change that wouldn't really change any sort of or impact the, the playing style would obviously be goalkeeper so the answer might be that there isn't one but i'll ask it this way uh you don't have to answer the first part i believe this is the best roster i've ever seen in mls coming into this season top to bottom obviously you need depth in this is there a team that you've played for where the roster kind of that you could say oh, that was a pretty good you know like what's the best non-lafc team yeah, that you've ever been on yeah i was gonna say because you'd be wrong if you pick anybody yeah. else better than this roster but yeah. you know what i mean but like what what team would you look at and say maybe it's comparable that you've played on yeah, no other team I could say is comparable to the roster that they put together. We haven't gotten everybody in, so my answer to that would be last year's roster, given you know our point total and um, how well we gelled on the field. So um, 
Yeah. Let's put it this way then. Can you be better in terms of points in the sense that, I mean, that's a tough task. You know, things happen and everything. You might be a better team even. You know, that doesn't always fall out that way, so to speak. I mean, obviously we left points on the table, so we can absolutely be better. Now it's a, it's a tall task. Um, and like I said, uh, we haven't gotten everybody in, so it's. I can't answer if this roster is better than last year's or, uh, you know, any other team I've been on. But it, it's definitely, um, you know, on paper, it, it's very impressive. Let me be honest with you. Did you go back and check out for a video of Janela and Cifuentes when you hear that they're coming to LSE? Do you do that kind of thing? Are you like a bit of a soccer geek like me? Of course. Um, yeah, I want to see who's going to be here, you know, in the trenches with us and, and battling out. So it's always great to um, see highlight tapes, but take those for what they are. And, uh, you know, when they come in, you know, uh, they're going to have to earn their time, just like Bob has uh, with every player on this roster, has made them earn their minutes. And uh, but, but the talent speaks for itself. And um, their pedigree and the national teams that they're playing for, it's... I mean, and and the guys that have come through from either Pinarol, Uruguay, or Colombia that have already shown us, uh, you know, what that region can bring. And so uh, the guys who started out, the Diego Rossis, they've set a high standard, and it's, you know, uh, everyone's job to kind of meet that standard. Let's go get them. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Jordan Harvey over at training camp earlier in the week for LAFC. Always a pleasure to talk to Jordan. He is a, a veteran of the league he knows the ins and outs and he just tells it like it is good time talking with him we still have a lot of conversations to get to talking with uh, adama diamande dio is always a, a breath of fresh air to chat with and the great latif blessing the best dancer on lafc i can say that without fear of contradiction that guy can dance and he always shows his dance best dancer in la sports who uh, else is going to test him you may well be right about that you might be on to something there, Mario. I think I am. Yeah, absolutely. So that and so much more still to come. we got stoppage time as well. This is a special training camp edition of Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm, ESPN LA 710. i got to be honest, it was kind of hard and difficult to be at training camp for several days. And the reason is I want them to start playing now after you see them kicking the ball around like that and going at it. We've talked about it on this show many times. Bob Bradley's training, you know, Practices during the season, preseason training camp are not for the weary. They are intense. They don't screw around. So now it's almost, I'm like annoyed that I've been out there several days to watch them because now I want the season to start like in 12 minutes. Let's go. I am pumped. I know they're ready to go. Of course, a lot of work to be done as LAFC get ready for CONCACAF Champions League and Leon coming up. In the mid-February area, February 18th, and then, of course, the follow-up game here at the bank, February 27th. So there's plenty of work still to be done. As we talked about, the U23s in South America have taken a few of the players away from training camp. Of course, you want to represent your country when it comes to football. We know that, and rightfully so. LAFC will not deny anybody that opportunity to go out and do what they want to do for their country. And, hey, oh, by the way, a couple of nights, Uruguay, a couple of nights ago, got things going and winning a game on Diego Rossi's goal. So good start for Diego Rossi in Uruguay in all of that. But it's been fun, i got to say. It has been a lot of fun to go out and watch and dig a little deeper here towards this 2020 roster. If you just heard the interview with Jordan Harvey, you know that I alluded to it. It's a, it's coming up later in the show. Uh, I'm devoting an entire segment to it, essentially. This is the best roster I've ever seen in MLS. 
And we'll dig a little bit further into that. I'll just let that sit there. A guy who doesn't sit around when he gets into the game is Adama Diamande. He does not mess around for the black and gold. He's had a lot of success. Obviously fits in very well up front with guys like Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela, the great Carlos Vela, who doesn't play well around Carlos Vela. That's just the uh, the magic that is the, uh, the Mexican skill is that he can open things up and really help his teammates. Dio does a lot of the same stuff, and it's always fun to talk to him. Adama Diamande here at training camp early in the week. Let's have a listen. Dio, how's training camp going so far for you personally? Well, personally, it's doing good. Um, I'm getting in shape slow, slowly and slowly, but, uh, yeah, I'm doing good, training hard and uh, looking forward to the season. Besides getting in shape, obviously, that is a crucial thing for yeah. a training camp. But what else do you look to do in these weeks leading up to the season? Not to just uh, push my body even harder than I did last year. Uh, now I'm more healthier. I'm more, I'm more physical, better. Um, mentally, I'm more better. So I'm just looking forward towards the, to the season to come, and uh, especially the Champions League, too. You, know, you mentioned that. That was my next question, yeah, certainly. Yeah. A tough challenge. I think everybody's talking about the, oh boy, tough draw, certainly. Yeah, yeah. I think Leon got the toughest draw in the tournament, yeah, of course, because yeah. they have to take on LAFC and then uh, you know move on that way. But what about this team? I mean, we don't know a lot about Leon other than, you know, we see him a few times a year. Most, yeah. most fans maybe don't watch him all the time like we do with the black and gold and MLS. But what about this club and, and your challenge for CCL? Yeah, I don't know so much about Mexican football, but of course I know, yeah, they're a good team, and they're in the top of the table, I think. They just started, actually, yeah, so, so but last season they were on top of the table, and, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward, it's a new challenge uh, for the group and for LAFC, so yeah, hopefully we're going in the right direction, but yeah, it's not going to be easy for both of the clubs, so we're looking towards to, to fight and uh, to win that match, and uh get some good results against them. How quickly do you, are you able to kind of get over last season? Meaning, like, how long does that stay with you? It didn't end the way we wanted, obviously. Had a great year. Supporter Shield was a great first trophy for the club. That's the one you want to win right off the bat. But how difficult is it to turn the page after a loss? Yeah, it's not easy, but uh, I think this time now was much easier than the, last, the first year, I think, for me, actually. So, so yeah. is that because you know you're good coming into the season? Like we know that LAFC has a good team. Yeah, uh, I would say the first is much. It's much difficult to lose at the first round and the second round. I think. Of course, you can't. You can't weigh the same. But I think the second one, I was thinking, yeah, I need to. We need to do more. And uh, yeah, this year now we have the chance to do more. And uh, yeah, we want the community shield, and that was a plus for the club. But. Now we need to, yeah, uh, win the MLS Cup, and uh, that's our goal. I want to get a little personal with this one. My uh, father just started watching soccer a few years ago. He didn't really know much about it. He says, all I know about Adama Diamande is he comes in and makes things happen. Now, you hear that a lot in American sports, but what does that mean for you as you step on the pitch, making things happen? Like, what does that mean, really? No, it's just energy. When I'm coming in, people know if things going to happen. And that's just a plus for me too. But I don't, I don't want to sit on the bench. And that's another part too of the game. But, uh, but I realized at the end of the season, I came a bit late in. And yeah, I realized that I needed to have another role. And 
I took it with a smile and uh, and I was ready for it. And uh, yeah, I was informed, but still I was on the bench. But still, I was just doing everything to to come and help the team when I came in. So so I was just happy to come in and help the team. You absolutely did. Good luck this year and uh, congratulations and let's keep it going. Yes, thank you very much. The great Adama Diamande there at uh, training camp, kind of getting ready. It's good to hear that he's feeling healthy, feeling good, because he can. He can be so, so troublesome for defenses. We saw it all season, and all really the last couple of seasons since he joined the black and gold. One guy who's really done a lot for LAFC. I love talking to this young man as well. He has got a, a more secure future, if you will, after agreeing to a new uh, deal with LAFC or, uh, last season. It is uh, really the utility guy who does a lot of everything, and we love to talk to him. And uh, let's uh, hear what Latif Blessing had to say at training camp this week. Latif, uh, how has a training camp been for you so far? So far, it's very good. You know, everybody is ready to go. You know, so um, this season uh, we are ready to uh, leave the trophy. I think last year we just won it, but uh, it couldn't happen the way we want. So we are waiting for this season to pick the championship. So everybody can see the faces, like everybody's ready to go can see the training we are training hard you know the rest of the players they are not in so if they come so we are ready to go we talked about this uh, you know maybe a little bit more when it uh, recently when it happened but you obviously secured a contract you're here that's got to feel good yeah i feel good uh only thing i want is like uh, eat good sleep good uh live good uh, i can play uh where i want to play because like uh, as a player you need to eat good and you know you cannot buy anything you want so you can enjoy the game, you know, that's what I want. Then it happened, so I'm ready to move on, you know, my life. So I'm ready to play for LFC and work hard, extra hard for LFC to win something this year. Well, you mentioned that hard work. Part of that is uh, being willing to do anything and play other positions, which you did an awful lot uh, right back. Uh, certainly, I'm sure you feel most comfortable in the midfield. It's your natural position, if you will. But what is it like playing right back for this team? Um, uh, it's the coach's choice, so I can't say nothing about it. So when the coach say, hey, like, you know, we shot like right back, so you need to go and play there. It's the coach's choice, so I need to go there and play. So I'm ready to play any position the coach will put me. Right back, uh, I can move forward. It's like a uh, playing win, so it's like easy for me. So it's like, uh, that's what I'm saying, the coach's choice. So you have to listen to your coach, what your coach say. It's going to make you a great player. That's what makes me, like uh, last season, I was like playing any position. That makes me strong and uh, making me a great player. It seems, uh, I, it's hard to believe, Latif, but it looks like this team is even better than last season. Now you have to go out and do it on the field, but it seems like you guys are really ready as a roster for this year. Yeah, we are ready. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, last season, we won the championship, but it couldn't happen the way we want. So this season, uh, you can see the faces, like everybody's ready to go. So this season, is like we need it. So uh, we are playing Champions League, we are playing the league, so we need to focus. Uh, to win something for LFC, so that's why season this season we are working toward for it. Those of you listening have heard me say it. Latif has heard me say it. Say it. Uh, I will finish up this interview by saying my father's favorite player in the world, Latif Blessing. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, <laughs> man. How, how much is it to warm your heart as a fan, or if you're a youth coach, or if you're a soccer coach out there listening, you coach at the high school, college? How much does it warm your heart to hear a good player say? You know, a solid guy, great pro, say, yeah, I got to listen to the coach, whatever he wants, and then go do it and have success. 
it's not easy first and foremost, but more importantly, sometimes it's not easy mentally for these guys, right? These are pros. They have their pride. They have egos. They want to do what's best for them. They want to do what's best for the team, yes. But sometimes those two conflict every now and again, and those kind of things can happen when you ask a guy to go play out of position or maybe a position he's not used to playing, whether it's out of position or not. He fits right in it, right back, so it's not really out of position. But, man, how much better does it make Bob Bradley feel and his coaching staff when they know he is going to go do that? You have to have that, especially in a league like MLS when you can't just go spend $190 million every transfer window or $500 million in pay, you know, payroll or $300 million like teams do. You know, you've got to go out and get guys to do what Latif Blessing does and does very, very well. Good to talk to him, and we appreciate him. I'm looking forward to the kind of season he's going to have again in 2020. So far, so good for the black and gold. we still got more people to talk to. It's the training camp week edition here of Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Dunholm hanging out with you here on ESPN LA 710. Finally got a chance to spend a lot of time at training camp for LAFC. Oh, it's always good to be out there to hear the sound of the football kicked around in anger and with meaning at training camp for LAFC as the Black and Gold get ready for 2020. Remember, they start a little earlier than some MLS clubs, including the Galaxy, because, of course, LAFC involved in the Champions League, so they uh, the league sets apart about a week's difference here for teams to get going and get into it if you're going to have to do that Champions League haul, which LAFC will do against Leon, Club Leon, coming up. February 18th, they kick off in Mexico in that competition. Now, one of the reasons I want to talk of this segment about some of the younger players, the academy players, is because they were needed. You know, several players missing, of course, for the U23s in South America, and then if Walker Zimmerman's out with the U.S. national team. So they're obviously key players, no question, and they're going to have to come back and fit, you know, fit in rather quickly. And, you know, look, they're all pros, and they've, Diego Rossi's been here. Obviously, you know, it's not, I don't think it was going to be a big, too big of a worry about sliding back in and Walker, perfectly fine coming back in at a later notice. But a couple of the younger signings, Cifuentes, of course, Ginella, guys who haven't yet been here are going to have to kind of find their way as quickly as possible. Well, LAFC brought in some of the Academy of players this week, and I got a chance to really take a good look at them over the course of several days. And as I said earlier in the show, just to outline it really quickly, I don't talk about individual academy players. Some of you would know the name. Some of you wouldn't anyway. So it's not important. I don't want to talk about guys who aren't pros. I don't want to come in and, and discuss them individually, good or bad, because there really isn't anything bad to say about these kids, as I saw. I'll keep them all as a group. They were really good. <laughs> and I know we hear a lot of things about LAFC's academy and how it's doing very well in the first several seasons here. And what uh, Todd and the uh, and the group who run the academy are doing for the black and gold, and make no mistake, there are some good academies in MLS, no doubt. FC Dallas comes to mind. The Galaxy have had a good academy. Make no mistake about it, whether you love them or not. As an LAFC fan, uh, there's some other very good NYCFC. The list goes on and on. I'm missing a few, no question. But LAFC's academy is right there, and they're starting to really get going. And as I saw these kids coming in, I'm talking kids. We're not talking, you know, oh, he's a 20-year-old kid. 20 years old is not a kid in, in world football, of course. That's You better be ready to go. These are like 15, 16 years old, we're talking. And they fit right in. I mean, I, my, my producer, Mario Reeves, is shaking his head like yes or nodding his head, uh, uh, you know, 
kind of in amazement through the glass here. He's right. You're right, Mario. They they fit right in. They're not backing down from no, no. one, right? No, and that was exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. My first yeah. point is they just went after it. So the, it's a kind of the mindset they've been taught, needless to say. Look, here's the bottom line with kids, right? You want to give them confidence. You don't want to make them cocky. And there's a fine line at 15 or 16 years old because you know you're good, right? You do start to realize at that age, like, I'm better than a lot. You know, I'm better than most of my friends. I'm better than all my buddies that I used to play with in U8s and U9s. And and now the LAFC wants to, you know, come bring me into the academy. That's you got to be careful. But there was none of that. No ego, certainly, because they're running around with, you know, Dejan Yakovic pushing them around and Danilo Silva. Those are grown men. And these kids, while a couple of them are, I got to say, you would, you might confuse them for grown men physically. But, uh, you know, some of them, of course, still have a little ways to go that way. But, oh, man, there's some skill there, without a doubt. And it was good to see. Because you got to reward kids, too. You got to start rewarding them. Like, they've been at it a few years. Remember, if you don't know, LAFC's academy was essentially, they started on the first day with a young group. And let them continue to add. In other words, they didn't just start with a U19s, U18s, U7. I mean, they didn't do that. They started with the one age group. And I believe it was like U13 or U14 the first year. And let that build. Then they move up and add another U13. You know, So now you've got several teams down the pipeline. But they didn't to start, which was a smart idea. You know, you don't want to overextend. Like, you don't need... Eight, 18 academy teams right from the jump when you're a new, a brand new franchise. It's, you know, it was a brilliant plan that way. Well, now you got to start rewarding them as they're going up through the system, getting wins against their groups, even playing up a lot. LAFC does that a lot. They play up and face older kids all the time, which is fine. That's nothing wrong with that because that tests them, but you got to start letting them get pushed around by Jordan Harvey and Carlos Vela, make them look a little bit bad occasionally. And by the way, I know, like, it's training camp. These kids did not really look bad all that often. If you're judging them as pros, which they're not, and that's why I don't talk about them individually, they didn't really uh, they didn't really look out of place at all. And you can say what you want. That's pretty impressive. And I know some of the, you know, the coaches were keeping an eye on them. They were encouraging the players, rightfully so, because they still got a long way to go. You know, they're not, they're not, you're 15 or 16. That's only, it's, you're still very young, but it's kind of the time when you start to think like, maybe this could happen for me if you're that kid. Because guess what? It's a young man's game. It really, you know, it gets younger and younger every time. Who's, uh, who's the, probably the, the, the next Ronaldo slash Messi type? Killian Mbappe, right? Guy's been around forever. I think he's 20, 21 now. Seems like he's been playing for 10 years already, winning World Cups and dominating. It's a young man's game. And, I, you know, part of me that's thinks that's why they are so confident, because they know that, these kids, for LAFC in the black and gold. They know it's a young man. They, they are running around, and, man, tactically, positionally, very solid. And the cool thing was from the, the ones they brought in, they played all over the field, meaning not each player, but like they had defenders they brought in, midfielders, they brought in wingers, they brought in a guy up front, you know. So it's like they kind of spread it around to where it's not just they didn't just bring in like four scared midfielders or whatever and let them, you know, it's, it's these guys 
needed a look and also deserved to be running around and get that kind of reward. Yeah, very cool. It was really good to see because I know I knew they were going to be there when I was coming in, and I wanted to see you know over the course of a couple of days. Look, you can't assess a player in three training sessions. That's absurd. But you can see, right? We all are soccer fans enough to see if somebody kind of okay, he doesn't belong yet, or man, it's going to be a little while yet, or they belong. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. I got to say, for me too, you know, for people to watch that. Very cool. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, nothing is ever assured in the world of professional sports. We wish them nothing but the best, and they got to keep working hard. There's no doubt about that. We're going to keep working hard here with a couple of more uh, talks with guys who are working hard to really break through. And a lot of talent on this roster, as I said. To me, it's the best MLS roster I've ever seen, top to bottom. they got to go out and do it. What does that mean, Denholm? Not much, really. It doesn't mean much for me to say that this is the best MLS roster ever because they could all fall apart if you don't go out and play. But top to bottom, the league is so much better than it's ever been. Therefore, the best team in the league, do the math, you would figure is so much better than most teams that have ever been. Well, this one is the best roster I've seen. Doesn't mean it's perfect. No one ever will be. Certainly not in a league with a salary cap. Again, this is not Barcelona. You can't just go out and buy your way out of trouble or injuries or whatever. So you still have to go do it. Nothing is given to you in this league. Nothing. But it is the best roster I have ever seen. And part of that roster is guys who are trying to break through. We'll talk with a couple of those. Coming up next, I am Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly, a special training camp for LAFC edition here, ESPN LA 710. This is a special training camp look for LAFC here on Soccer Weekly. As we had a chance to spend days out at training camp, talk to a lot of the players, really dig in over the last several days. A good time had by all. I really enjoy it. No, they're not like open to the public sessions or anything like that. And, you know, it's just me kind of sitting in the corner and trying to get it to stay out of the way. And I really just love, you know, you know how much I love football. It's just good to hear the ball being kicked around at speed. And it's a lot of fun. And it was a lot of a good time. I got the ch- a chance to talk to a lot of players. Again, I said it earlier. This is the best MLS roster I've ever seen in the league. Now, again, doesn't mean it's perfect. Guys got to keep improving. You're always going to be tweaking, looking to make it better. There's no doubt about that. Some of the guys who are really trying to break through, we talked with a couple of them uh, towards the end of the sessions, and one of them is a, a very a very much intrigues me, and i got to say he's looked very sharp. And he's, uh, I believe he's from Ontario, the Ontario region, actually. Uh, 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 and, you know, he got some time, you know, showed some minutes last season, Adrian Pettis for uh, LAFC, and uh, we got a chance to sit down with Adrian. Here's what he had to say. Uh, Adrian, how's training camp going for you? Uh, it's going good, you know. Uh, I've been working hard over the break, and uh, so far, so good. I just got to keep going. I'm hearing whispers about that, honestly. You have looked very good in training camp. Uh, and not to try to make it, you know, you still got to work hard, obviously, yeah, as you course, know. And you, it does look like you have put in that work. Did you feel just maybe a little more comfortable coming into the season? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second season, you know, uh, I knew what to expect, and I just try to push myself to the to the most limit as I can. When you lose a tough game like that, unfortunately, how long does the off season feel? Oh man, I don't know. I just wanted to get back to work. I just I hate losing, so that was something I just try to get all the positive motivation I could from it and get back to it. 
you know, so many soccer players have different stories, obviously, coming up through academies or doing this. I and mean, we all know your story is a great indoor soccer story and then LAFC and how great is that. When did you kind of feel like, okay, I genuinely belong here? I mean, you know you believe that, right. obviously, but you still got to go prove it to yourself, too. Um, I would say... Uh before I hurt my back, so I'd say last year in March, I was feeling really good about myself, and then of course that injury didn't help me. But yeah, that's when I was like, I, you know, I deserve to be here. I mean, that's crucial. Obviously, confidence is a big part of this yeah. game. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. It was something I needed, and I think me getting hurt also helped me realize how much I need to work. Take us back even before the indoor. How did you? kind of you know your soccer career go if you will all right yeah i would like to uh, i would like to get into this just because i was never an indoor player that was my my first year playing indoor i've always played on the field right yeah so uh, you have a his i mean we all know that you have a history of the outdoor that's what i mean yeah. most a lot of people maybe don't know that about you so yeah let's clear that up in terms of how did you grow up in the game yeah i would say uh you know i lived i lived in paramount california so, uh i always played on the street street soccer was my favorite uh, I played for a bunch of clubs here around L.A., and then, um, yeah, I played at Loyola Marymount. Then from there, I went from, to indoor. By the way, uh, growing up in Cleveland, Ohio, which, you know, we live for indoor soccer because it's snowing, you know, six months out of the year. We love it. We had the great teams along the way. Obviously, there's some skills to translate, but it's such a fun game. You know, it is. I mean, futsal now is being, you know, being played more and more by outdoor soccer teams just to kind of train in winters although we don't have that problem here in southern california what kind of skills do translate I mean, you have to be good at the game no matter what level you're playing or where you're playing yeah i would say uh, from indoor uh uh you're always on the ball you know you're always you're always guarded by someone so i would say indoor is a lot of skill probably not as fit but it's a lot of skill it's a speed of play too you got to make right. decisions so yeah, fast you so yeah, it just goes quick you know what about this season coming up, Adrian? I mean, obviously we all have high expectations. This is, to my estimation, the best team I've seen in MLS, but somebody can beat you on any given day, as we right. saw. That doesn't matter. you got to go out and prove it. Right. Nothing like starting with uh, Leon and the Champions League to get things going. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's going to be good. I think we everybody on the on the team has the same, uh, same goals, same motivation, and I think we're just going to keep going. Good luck to you. Thank you. Adrian Pettis, I really love the way he's looked coming in. He's really looking sharp, feeling good. But also you can see he is getting better, too. Like, this is a guy who had a lot of skill coming in. Like That's why they brought him in and a lot of potential. And, you know, again, didn't necessarily uh, – hadn't had a shot yet in, in MLS, per se. So now he gets this opportunity, takes the, makes the most of it in limited minutes. He didn't play a ton based on, you know, obviously what LAFC was doing up front and everything. But I love the guy. I love the guy's skill. He he can play the game, and he knows how to play, and he loves to attack. He is an attacker. That is for sure, and we love to talk to Adrian Pettis there. One of the younger guys is in net for this team that got loaned out last season, and you probably haven't seen a lot of him. But, oh, man, I, I tell you, talk about uh, just like pure physical ability, too. And he's really just learning the game. And he's a very young man who's got a bright future ahead. Philip Ejimaru sat down with us for a few minutes. And here's that conversation with him. How's training camp going for you? Training's going, it's doing well. You know, like uh, we had a good start of preseason this year. And uh, I'm every day training hard to try and find my space this year. And hopefully everything's going well. 
out on loan, obviously a big part of the soccer world sometimes to get some playing time last season. How do you feel that went? Like, you, you comfortable with the, how the season went last year? Yeah, it was good because uh, last year I was the third option for LAFC, so I got the opportunity to get loan to the USL1 to play for FC Tucson, and it was good because I played 12 games, so that made me be more mature, you know, to get some more experience, especially on this age. I'm 20 years old, and especially on the position that I'm playing, that that is a goalkeeper. That it's it's a very hard position, especially because only one person plays that position. So it was good for me to play a couple of games over there, get some experience, and to get mature. I noticed you've been reading the game very well here, and uh, you know, coming off your line at times, organizing defensively. There's a lot of things that go on for a goalkeeper that people don't really even know necessarily. One of those is that organization. And uh, what do you think is your biggest strength right now as a keeper? Well, I think that we as a goalkeeper, we can see the whole game. So I think that communication is very important. So you can, like, organize your team, you know. So Because goalkeeper is the only position that you can see the whole game. So you conversating with your your defense is going to help a lot during the game. And I think that my biggest strength is one-on-ones and being aggressive, you know, trying to surprise the attacker. You know, when he gets a bad touch, we just we just land on his foot, you know, and he doesn't even notice that. So I think that that's my biggest strength. Philip, good luck to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Fine young man there. Good guy to talk to. 20 years old. I think that I seriously think the socks I'm wearing today are older than Philip Ejimaru. He, I, I mean, so much talent and so young. And yeah, he really, and I'll tell you what, if you want to talk about a physical goalkeeper, oh man, when he comes out to meet the play, they don't want to be around. They did not want anything to do with that when he came out racing for the football in the few days I've seen a training camp. Nobody wants that. As he is tough and fast and very skilled. Good to talk to him as well. We still have stoppage time to get to on this special training camp week edition of LAFC here on Soccer Weekly. Dave Dunham and you, ESPN LA 710. Let's go. Let's get right into stoppage time with the producer of LAFC and Soccer Weekly here and the host of Stoppage Time, the great Mario is Mario, how are you, buddy? Loving this uh, training camp. We're all in front training camp right now, right, Dave? We've been busy the past few days. Yes, yeah, a special training camp week edition here for LAFC. It has been a lot of fun. I really, uh, I really appreciate all your hard work on it too. By the way, of so. course, nothing but love. A lot of fun there at the training camp uh, past few days. What are your expectations, Dave, for this team? LAFC 2020 season three. What well, do you Mar- think? that's a very good question. I got to admit, um, my expectations are to play. Obviously, this, I'm not copping out. I'll give you a little bit deeper. But they they got to play great football like they did throughout virtually all of 2019. They had a few little lulls which are going to happen. I want I expect them. I don't want them to. I expect them to play great attacking football and still be tough defensively because I think, again, this is the best roster I've ever seen in MLS. Now, again, you got to go out and do it. I expect that to be the case. I also expect them to really have the same kind of drive as last year, Mario. It was amazing to do what they did in the first year, but then to come back even hungrier. And now I think they're even hungrier because, you know, they didn't get there. They, I expect them to win MLS Cup. And they got to be hungrier. It's going to be yeah. a busier season. I agree. Yeah. I expect them to win MLS Cup first and foremost. And then I expect them to win one more thing. Open Cup, maybe Champions League, certainly capable of doing that. It's going to be difficult to, like, win everything. Obviously, you know, you hope to do that. You want to, like, but... And they'll talk about, you know, that's their goal, of course, but... I expect them to win two 
big things, you know, the Open Cup for me, or Supporter Shield again, and then the uh, MLS Cup or Champions League or whatever. I I, I really do. I, I think that is what I am looking for for this season. Now, again, they got the talent to do it all. Let's do it. Right? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's like, very possible. Not? I'm not saying they can't. Yeah. But I expect, the, you know, to really take that next step as a, a club that wins and wins and wins, like they have been on the field, but to get it done, and especially MLS Cup really has to happen, right? That's just, yeah. that's the way it's got to be. Great stuff, Mario. As always, thanks again so much for your work this week. Training job, camp Dave. week. Yeah, a lot of fun. Special thanks to uh, out to uh, LAFC's Aubrey and Diego. They really uh, did went above and beyond to help us out as well. We appreciate that for this week's work. Dave Denholm, this is Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710.